Believe it or not, folks, we have reached the end of the 2020-2021 season, at least regular season, for the Chicago Bears. And here on We Are Regal Radio's fourth and goal series, we're going to give you the four goals that the Bears are going to have to accomplish if they're going to get themselves a victory and an automatic berth into the playoffs. Otherwise, everyone's going to be screen-watching the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams because... With a Cardinals loss, the Bears can also get into the playoffs. Uh, This game uh, has a theme, I think, to it. And the theme is taking advantage of your opportunities, which is something that we've criticized the Bears a lot over, uh, especially in recent history. Now is the time for them to kind of show us something, because after a 5-1 start to the regular season, followed up by an incredulous six-game losing streak, The Bears have found themselves getting uh, on the right path at least somewhat with their recent performances. Now up at 8-7, have a chance to be 9-7, which would be an improvement over last season. But the real opportunity is for the team, for the coaches, for a lot of key players. You know, this is a chance because this isn't Jacksonville. This isn't Houston. This isn't even a a struggling Minnesota Vikings team. This is the class of the NFC right now. This is a team that you would have to beat even if you get into the playoffs if you want to reach your ultimate goal. So with that, let's kind of get ahead, go ahead and get started with our first goal. And it's just going to be a little bit of a continuation of what I just said. Think about how big of an opportunity this is for some guys like Mitch Trubisky. You know, Mitch has slowly gotten a little bit of, uh, I guess, notoriety in this last month with how he's played, but it's been against very uh, lackluster competition. Now is your chance, if you're Mitch, who hasn't been particularly well against Green Bay, had a a great game in 2018 at home that uh, I believe that was the day that the Bears clinched Uh, the NFC North crown, and it was also the day they lost Eddie Jackson to that injury when he uh, pulled up on that interception of Aaron Rodgers. But Mitch in that game was was very, very good. And, you know, he's the type of quarterback where he's shown those flashes of being able to really run this offense, you know, run a football team, put a team in position to win a big game like that playoff game when you talk about that last drive. But at the same time, too, it seems like we're kind of holding on to some of these minor accomplishments and sort of large scaling them as major accomplishments when really, you know, it's good stuff when you're young and you're trying to flash. But Mitch is no longer trying to flash. Mitch is trying to sustain. He's one of the first keys that I look at in this game because with the way that Mitch is going to play is going to be a huge determining factor if the Bears are going to win this game at all. The Bears have to put up points. Uh, I don't care what this defense is doing, how good this defense is, who the injuries are. This Packers team, they're going to put up some points. Aaron Rodgers is looking like the MVP of of the entire league. You know, they've got a groove on offense. We'll get to them in a little bit. They had a major injury loss, but even with that loss, which is their left tackle, this Green Bay game, this Green Bay team is going to be ready to put up some points, and they're going to be scoring in the 20s and 30s. Can the Bears continue that trend of scoring points when they're going up against one of the top 10 defenses in the league? And we know from really all year long, when the Bears have played a good defense, their offense has looked absolutely horrific. So if 
things are actually changing when it comes to Mitch Trubisky and this offense and things like that, then you need to see from Mitch and this idea also to bring back Mitch for at least another year or sign him to another contract because if you, you know, quote unquote, run the offense the way through his skills that it'll be a good offense and that he can be a good player. Okay, let's see that here against Green Bay. You know, when you need a, a victory from your quarterback to get in, the Green Bay obviously is going to be fighting and playing for this game because they want that first round bye, but they know that they're in the playoffs. They they know in the back of their minds that they can't be stupid and and go too crazy trying to win a football game that ultimately doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, you want that first round bye. It's going to make getting to the Super Bowl much easier. But we've seen plenty of times where getting that first round bye doesn't ensure anything. And yes, it would be a great prize to get if you're Green Bay. But if you're Matt LaFleur and anybody else on that Green Bay uh, coaching staff and front office, you, the number one thing you're stressing to everybody is health, 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 health. We need to be healthy going into these playoffs. We can't afford to lose another injury, especially when they lost their left tackle, David Bakhtiari. So, Mitch, let's see it. Let's see what you can do out there when you know that all the pressure's on you to perform and you're going up against a really good team. They're not going to give anything easy to you. Can he respond? And that's going to be one of the nice little caveats to this game besides the playoff implications. What is Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback at this point in time when he goes up against stiff competition? For our next goal, we got to look at the other side. you got MVP Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this dude is going crazy. And if you... If you were a Bears fan at the beginning of this week, you just, I think, felt, boy, I, I like our defense at times. We got some really good players, but how the heck are we going to stop Aaron Rodgers and that offense, especially when after that bye week when they went to Green Bay, you know, the defense really got spanked by that Packers offense. And it just doesn't seem like a lot's going to change until Thursday happened when the Packers lost their left tackle, who's considered probably the best left tackle in football. If he's not the best left tackle in football, probably the best pass-protecting left tackle in football in David Bakhtiari. Now, David Bakhtiari has had a lot of injuries and injury issues over the past few years, so it's not like... Aaron Rodgers is losing a, a player that he's counted on countless times to be there, almost like a, a cornerstone type player. Aaron Rodgers has played without David Bakhtiari and plenty of weapons and offensive linemen. That guy still knows how to play winning football and he still knows what he's doing out there. So I don't expect a huge drop off from the Packers offense, but I think it does leave the door open a little bit. There's a chance now for Chuck Pagano to attack this Packers offensive line with a hole at left tackle. You know, I would imagine a lot of Khalil Mack going on uh, Aaron Rodgers' blind side, trying to take advantage of the fact that there's going to be a backup player there. Maybe, you know, again, this comes back to Chuck Pagano and how he schemes things up or how he calls plays defensively because you know the Packers, they're going to be trying to prepare as best as they can without Bakhtiari. And what do we do if, let's say, Khalil Max over our, our inexperienced swing tackle, let's say? Do you shift all the offensive linemen over to Khalil Mack? You know, do you do the double teams with the tight ends, with the backs? You know, how do you, I guess, kind of move around your offensive line? And Chuck Pagano now, I think, has at least an opportunity to attack Matt LaFleur and what he's going to do offensively by trying to expose that major injury. 
Now, is that going to be enough for this defense to really clamp down on this Packers offense? Because you have to keep in mind the Bears' defensive issues or injury issues. And it looks like, again, that... Buster Screen as well as Jalen Johnson are not going to play, so that brings in Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley, you know, two inexperienced corners that the Bears are trying to develop. Aaron Rodgers, you know that he's going to be looking for those two all day long, especially with Kyle Fuller on the other side. You know, you've got a perfect opportunity to attack some uh, inexperienced, if you will, cornerbacks on this Bears squad, and when you're talking about needing tight coverage so that you can get that little extra time on your pass rush, are those two players in Vildor and Shelley going to be able to give the Bears what they need, or at least their pass rush what they need in that extra few moments or half a second or whatever it is? They got to play really tight coverage, and you got to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. It's that simple. And then the other part of this, too, is the Packers are going to run the football, and the Bears have not been particularly great at stopping the run. They're going to have to step up, and part of being able to stop the run, you obviously want to do it with your front and your front seven, but you need those defensive backs to come in and tackle and be physical. And so far, Vildor and Shelley have shown a little bit of a knack of doing that. And that those type of plays where you get a big-time tackle from your corner that maybe uh, keeps the chains from moving and you get a stop out of nowhere when really you know a broken tackle the drive's still going they probably get a touchdown you know that tackle is huge and that it has been a few of the moments that we've seen from Duke Shelley and Kendall Vildor because they haven't had a ton of pass breakups or just getting to the football but if they can come in help with the run support play tight enough coverage that that pass rush is going to have some opportunities to get at Aaron Rodgers and that's really all you're asking for you want some just some opportunities where you can create a few turnovers, uh, get a couple takeaways, whether it's a strip sack, something, because Aaron Rodgers really doesn't throw interceptions, but you know anything that you can get an extra possession is going to be so, so important for this Bears team, and it's going to be tough with losing a couple of your secondary guys. Maybe the door cracks open a little bit, though, with the loss of David Bakhtiari for the Packers, one of their best, if not their best, offensive linemen. Our third takeaway is going to be looking at special teams because it looks potentially like Cordell Patterson is not going to be able to play this game again, and this is definitely a game, this is a three-phase game for the Bears. I mean, when you're going up against this good of a team and you are going to be the underdog and they have something to play for, yes, the Bears have something to play for themselves, but we know what the Bears have looked like against good teams in the NFL over the past two years, and I'm including 2019 as well as this year, they have not shown up against the good teams. They have not played well against the good teams. They've really struggled against the premier playoff teams, whether it's the AFC or the NFC. This is their opponent, a premier playoff team. I mean, I would think for most around the league, the Packers are the betting favorite to come out of the NFC. They look like the most complete team and the one with the least amount of issues. Of course, we'll see how uh, the season ends and who gets hot and those kind of things, but the Packers look like the favorites to come out of the NFC. That's a huge challenge if you are the Bears and you're looking at another potential 8-8 eight eight season if you come away with a loss. That means no improvement and you're really, at best, middle of the pack in the NFL and kind of in a, a purgatory-like state. You don't want to be in that state whatsoever. So... 
you need a three-phase game. I mean, you need the defense to make a couple plays, get a couple stops, whether it's getting a takeaway or two, or at least just being highly efficient on third down and getting the Packers off the field and, and limiting or preventing any type of big plays downfield, whether it's through the run game or pass game. And then we talked about it with the offense and Mitch. You got to score. You got to score, score, score. It doesn't matter how they get there. You know, if Mitch runs for 300 yards and only passes for 20, and then David Montgomery adds another 100 yards rushing, and they have, you know, let's say 500 yards rushing with 20 pass yards, and you get a victory because you score 30 points on the ground or whatever, great. It does not matter how you score. The Bears have to score. Then the final part, what we're talking about right now, that third phase, special teams. They probably need a play or two from special teams, whether that's a return, whether that's keeping up the consistent place kicking by Cairo Santos, who just has been automatic. Hopefully that continues. You need, obviously, good punts when you're punting, but you also have to cover. And losing Cordell Patterson really hurts in the return game, but it also really hurts in the coverage game. The Bears have to make sure that they don't make up uh, silly mistakes or do anything that could be detrimental in terms of field position, giving the Packers life when maybe they're not going so well. Let's say the Bears put up a a quick 17-0 on the Packers and then they get a great special teams return and suddenly it's 17-7. That's going to be a play that we look back and say, man, special teams really cost the Bears there and it's all because one guy missed a tackle or maybe you missed an assignment or just they didn't play well enough. Whatever the case is, you need that third phase, which is special teams, to really show up in this game. Because if you give up, you know, offensively, Packers are probably going to have the advantage. They're probably going to have a better day. Defensively, you're hoping that the Bears have the better day. So what it could come down to, what could be the deciding factor is that special teams play. Whoever maybe has that huge impact on special teams, whether it's a play or just being so solid and sound in your uh whether it's your assignments or how you're playing, whatever, that you don't make any type of mistake that we look back on and say, boy, that is where you breathe some life into the Packers. If this special teams can come out there, be obviously win their matchup against the other special teams and the Packers, then the defense, like I said, if they can find a way to be the better group and the offense can just keep it close enough, you give yourself a chance maybe in that fourth quarter to steal one. And that is going to be obviously the major key for the for the Bears is playing a full game offensively, a full game defensively, but also full game special teams. And when you have all three of those units playing well, then you can really play a complete football game. And that's really the only way the Bears have a chance against the Packers. They can't just come in there and play one really good phase of the three and expect to win. Our last and final goal is just really understanding where the Bears are at and hopefully that this team and starting from ownership down I mean the Bears are eight and seven with an opportunity win and you're in the playoffs if the Bears can do that let's take away the the Cardinals part of it where if the Cardinals lose the Bears are in let's let's just take that aspect out because if honestly that's how it plays out that would be pretty crazy because without Jared Goff playing for the Rams, I just don't see any excuse why the Cardinals, with as much as they have to play for, you know, they're not going to come out and play really well and get a victory themselves. Because if you can't beat the Rams without their starting quarterback, you know, I guess they have no business being in the playoffs whatsoever. You wonder that with the Bears, though. Do they have any business whatsoever being in the playoffs with how they've played this year? And 
it's all about taking advantage of opportunities. You know, really good teams in the NFL hire people in the front office and the coaching staff that can, you know, see the things that normal people can't and provide the structure and leadership that you need. And then from there, you populate it with good players, and that gives you an opportunity to take advantage of things. And the good teams in the NFL take advantage of their opportunities. The bad teams just seemingly never can. Well, the Bears, they do in a way. They take advantage of really bad teams, and they've been doing that, so give them credit. Now, you're going up against a really good team. And remind me, folks, just remind yourself, does it matter if you beat all the bad teams in the NFL? Because they don't play in the playoffs. They don't play in the Super Bowl. You play against good teams. You play against the best teams. So, obviously, step one, you want to be able to beat the bad teams and the average teams in the NFL. Step two, though, is getting over that next level where you are beating the quality teams, the good teams, the best teams, and you're beating them consistently. If you are ownership, you've seen a 5-1 start, and things really unraveled when you played a bunch of the playoff teams that we're seeing or a bunch of teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Then, after that period of a six-game losing streak, you find yourself with a bunch of bad teams and the Bears basically take advantage of them and find a way to win three straight after that disappointing loss against Detroit and get themselves to an 8-7 and seven record. You are just one game better right now than you were a season ago with still one game left. They can go back to 8-8. Eight and eight. If your ownership, you are 8-8 eight eight after another offseason where a team really didn't improve whatsoever. You've lost against basically all the playoff teams and all the good teams that are playing for January and February. Yeah, they beat the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Maybe a a win or two that you kind of remember. It's almost like last year in 2019 when the Bears, they beat the Dallas Cowboys in surprising fashion on Thursday night. Mitch had his best game of the year, and it was just like, whoa, see, if the Bears, they can figure some things out, that's what it's supposed to look like. It kind of feels like that all over again this year, and it's really about the same time of year that this is happening. If you want to change perception and make it a reality, you've got to be able to do that on the gridiron and on the football field, and you've got to do it when it counts and when you have your opportunity. This game isn't going to be played you know, in a few months for the Bears to really get prepared, get ready. You have to be ready, and you have to be able to play well right now. And if the Bears are going to make the playoffs and do anything, you've got to see that type of effort from the Packers. If you're ownership and you see another loss where the Packers clearly outclass the Bears and then they limp into the playoffs because the Cardinals just absolutely just lost it the last month of the year because they've just been playing terrible football, probably Cliff Kingsbury is on his way out, you know, is that really a thing where you say, man, let's bring the band back together. I feel good about where we're moving. Uh, uh, does a couple games where Mitch really plays well against terrible defenses and then he looks pretty bad against a good defense on Sunday, let's say, is that enough to just want to say, all right, we've seen what we need to see. If we run what we're doing and we uh, start running this offense through Mitch, we'll find a way. I mean, these are the things where you look at Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, you know, how did they, how are, what have they done to get this team to this position? And then what have they done to get the team over the hump? You got to beat the good teams. And if you, this is a, a perfect example for ownership. 
if we can't beat Green Bay, who we all know ownership hates losing to Green Bay above anything else, but you can't beat Green Bay and it's for the playoffs, you waste a five on one start, and the only reason and the only improvement you have really is the same record as last year with a chance to maybe go to the playoffs unlike a season ago when they were well out of it well well out of it before the last game of the year i mean that's just such a minimal improvement and there's just not been this track record of success i think you'd be absolutely foolish to bring the band back but these are the these are the questions that are going to be so interesting to see how they get answered in this game against the Packers. How does this team play? How do the coaches come out and attack? You know, what does ownership think if, let's say, it's a bad loss? What does ownership think if it's a great win? All these things. Uh, it's going to be a fun game in terms of storylines and stuff to watch for as a Bears fan. And it's all kind of just fun because it's like wrapped up in this mirage almost where you're in the desert, you think you see an oasis. And it's like, uh, I guess we still kind of have all the same problems that we've had. It just things are working out right now. But maybe the Bears can change that. They can change that narrative with a great win against the Packers. We'll just see if they're able to do it. But you've heard it here, what the four key goals that the Bears need to do in order to win. Hope you enjoy this last game of the year of the regular season. And, you know, with a win, we'll still be continuing on with a coverage into the playoffs. So definitely for this reporter, that would be fun, fun stuff to see.